Hello, welcome to Eyes for Ears, your ophthalmology OCAPS and Board of View podcast. We're your hosts, Ben Young and Andrew Powell. Just a reminder that these episodes are meant for medical education purposes only, not to diagnose any weird thing on your eye. We are now a resident and a fellow who figured that reviewing for OCAPS, the boards, or clinic is better when you don't have to do it alone. Each week, we pick a high yield topic and talk about the why and the how. This week, we're talking about the first entry in a couple of podcast episodes where we're going to talk about metabolic disorders that relate to ocular symptoms. And this week, we're talking about the mucopolysaccharidoses. Can you say that three times fast for me? I was impressed that I even got it right the first time. Yeah. We may refer (laughs) to these as... Yeah, go ahead. Saccharidosis. Anyway. Supercalifragilistic expiala. Exp- oh, I forget. I, I do have a little trick for it, but maybe it's not quite relevant yet. Let's first talk about what the heck even are these things. I mean, what these mucopolysaccharidoses are, the people will describe them as lysosomal storage disorders, and that's true. Um, they are a category of metabolic problems where the body cannot break down essentially carbohydrates, some weird glycosaminoglycan form of carbohydrates. In the cell, where these get metabolized happens to be in the lysosomes, the body's, you know, the cell's dumpster or like, I don't know, recycling center where they break all these bi- these products down. And the fundamental problem in the mucopolysaccharidoses are that they don't have the correct enzyme or they don't have enough of an enzyme to actually metabolize these things. So inappropriate things build up and then you end up with a constellation of symptoms. Among the uh, things relevant to ophthalmology, as it happens, most of the ones we'll talk about today involve the cornea and the retina and some other ophthalmic and systemic findings for sure. There are like eight different mucopolysaccharidoses in total, or at least that's what like some random index on a table somewhere found, but we're going to talk about the ones that really come up at all, uh, about four different kinds. The others really... We veto. Yeah, veto. We've never seen them come up except in like five-point font and buried in a table somewhere, so uh, just pray to the RNG gods. Pray with us. Pray with us, friends. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the four that we are talking about this episode are Hurlers, Shays, and then there's a combo called Hurler Shay, which is like just a combo between them. Hunters and San Filippos. So those are like the four plus one combo that we're talking about. All of them are autosomal recessive, except one, which is Hunter Syndrome. You can remember Hunter Syndrome because there's that mnemonic that's out there um, that I think most of us encountered in medical school, where you imagine a fabulous hunter with a crossbow or with like an X bow because they're X linked. That's it. So hunters is an X linked uh, inheritance and the rest are autosomal recessive. Since you don't see it much, it would be autosomal recessive. And it's these notable exceptions like Ben's mentioning that there are all these famous mnemonics about such as the X-linkedness of Hunter syndrome. Um, not that anybody really needs to know this, but it it is true that these 
diseases are categorized according to like uh, numbered groups. So Hurler's Shay and Hurler Shay are all technically different versions of what's called mucopolysaccharidosis one, type one. Now, so really we're going to be talking about mucopolysaccharidosis type one, MPS type two, MPS type three. Um, it, I don't think those will, those would ever be described that way on a test or any kind of thing you'd encounter. I think they're all going to go by their eponyms. But if you're a more, I don't know, mathematically oriented person and you're thinking, how on earth am I ever going to organize these? Technically, they have been already for you. I mentioned that they all have a problem where they lack or don't have enough of a specific enzyme. And here's where you'll be able to remember like these enzymatic dis uh, disorders compared to other problems, like in the sphingolipidosis. Uh, the enzyme that most of these problems, uh, Hunter, Hurler, Shea, they all have an enzyme that sounds or that is derived from the root iteronidase. They, they all have deficiencies of different enzymes that are like, you know, they sound kind of similar. In MPS group one with Hurler and Shea, the defect is an alpha L iteronidase. In Hunter's, the defect is in an enzyme called iteronidase 2 sulfatase. And we'll, you know, go back to those later, but I bring it up now because that's how you can remember it. Iodoronidase, the first part has the word I do in it, and the mucopolysaccharidosis has poly in the word. So you can think of poly as like multiple marriages, and I do is like iodoronidase. That's what I'm going to go with, and I hope to God it really helps on a test or something for me. But um, <laughs> the sphingolipidoses um, and some of the other ones, we'll talk about those in other uh, episodes, but they have enzymatic enzyme deficiencies that sound nothing like this. And I, as far as I can tell, Ben, I don't think poly is at any of the other disease category names, right? Yeah, I think I think we're safe with this mnemonic okay <laughs> you want to talk about uh yeah let's check is one yeah All right yeah okay so we're i swear we're going to delve into the each individual disease process before we do that let's talk a little bit about what causes all the symptoms which is a buildup of these gags glycosaminoglycans in the mucopolysaccharidosis there are two of note in mucous polysaccharidosis, which are dermatin sulfate and heparin sulfate. One thing that might be helpful is that dermatin sulfate is predominantly, for ocular purposes, found in the cornea. There's only three gags in the cornea, and the other two it doesn't matter because they're not they're not relevant here. But dermatin sulfate is predominantly pre present in the cornea, and heparin is very important in development of the retina because it grows in a wave-like fashion in the embryonic development of the retina. So, you know, all these diseases will have um, a problem with dermatin sulfate and heparin sulfate, except for Sam Filippo's, which only um, has a buildup of heparin sulfate. So that one will have retinal problems, as we'll talk about, but will not have significant or will have very rare corneal problems. So that's the mechanism. And again, in these mucopolysaccharidoses, the, fun, the main thing that's common throughout all of them is among ocular symptoms or signs, there's usually corneal clouding and some kind of pigmentary retinopathy. 
So dermatan sulfate buildup in the cornea, heparin sulfate buildup in the retina, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. You want to lead us through the MPS type 1? Uh, yeah. The, with the, hurler? Hurlers is the worst of these. It, quote, makes you want to hurl. That's how that's, I remember that's it. A, that's a power original. So that's how you can remember <laughs> that hurlers is bad. Um, it has the most severe corneal clouding because of that dermatan sulfate buildup. And, it, you know, that will occur very early in life. They can also have pigmentary retinopathy, as you'll find all of these can have. And they can have other ocular problems as well, like glaucoma, optic nerve swelling, um, and hypertelarism, which is where your orbits are more separated. So there's space between the medial walls of your orbit is increased. And that's different from what's, telecanthus. Uh, yeah. What's... Oh, okay. So just because I have a wide PD doesn't mean I'm hypertelloric, right? No, not necessarily. It's about my medial orbit wall, you not have my to, pupil distance. Yeah, we need to CT your fish head. To, <laughs> I, I, I can't say that. I also have a wide PD. What's your PD, Andrew? Let's reveal public uh, your medical information publicly. <laughs> I'll say it at the same time you say yours. Okay. One, two, One, two three. three. 72. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought I had you. Okay. I'm 68, so wow. Oh man! Uh, wow! Yeah, my, we are my the wide-eyed crew. That's going to be uh, the name of our production company now. Wide-eyed. Um, oh god! <laughs> okay. That's not bad, actually. We should think about that. You maybe maybe I am hypertelloric. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, okay. We should look at your corneas pretty soon. But you know, honestly, I think in general, the main thing is remember that you'll have corneal clouding and pigmentary retinopathy in Hurler's syndrome, and there's a number because it's the most severe and glaucoma. Fine. <laughs> because because it's, you can remember it's the most severe again it makes you want to hurl it also has many systemic complications it can affect I, I want to see like almost all your organ systems do you um, want to say them fast I don't know I think the I th yeah the main gist of them is you have a lot of cardiac and skeletal problems and a lot of neurologic problems like the people with hurlers are severely cognitively impaired and then in general everything just sort of seems to be swollen or thickened more than they should and everything's kind of kinked around like they got large heads coarse features their abdomens are, are enlarged their their livers are enlarged they've got hepatosplenomegaly um, their skin their lips their tongues are all thicker so just think of them being kind of swollen and puffed up even though they're also usually uh, of smaller stature with dwarfism being a feature here too um Hurler's also has deafness associated with it. So just think of severe CNS problems, including deafness or sensory neural deafness, and then severe cardiac and skeletal problems. Yeah. Okay. The next one is Shays. It's honestly a lot like Hurler's, but less severe. It progresses more slowly. So they have corneal pacification too in Shays. That's spelled S-C-H-E-I-E -E if you're not a pen resident and don't know how that <laughs> name is spelled um uh so they they also have corneal pacification they also have pigmentary retinopathy but it tends to be less prominent less severe um yeah. and they also have glaucoma probably i mean it's the other feature that you can remember so uh there's a shea gonioscopic grading system so that's how i remember it <laughs> yeah that, this dr shea was quite prolific huh and that's also how I remember actually which of the two between Hurler and Shea is better. Like I, th I think the Shea Eye Institute is pretty good. So uh, yeah, and the Hurler Eye Institute can suck it. Okay, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, if there's an actual Hurler Eye Institute, I didn't. I'm 
Let me Maybe, just look up. Is there a hurler? I'm gonna look just to make sure. So I don't want to. You like, can't. We have like an international audience too, so you. Can't I know. I gotta like. You're not safe. Here. There might be one somewhere in like I don't know <laughs> some corner of the world. Okay, I did um, my homework. I couldn't find a hurler at I institute, but um, if you exist, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So their systemic manifestations can also be. I mean, they have them, but they also, in general, are less severe too. Like they don't and, have this, bomb. and they can definitely have normal intelligence in yeah. contrast to Hurler. Right, right. Yeah, and then there's Hurler Shea, which is like thought to be an intermediate between them. So perhaps it's all just one a spectrum, you know, from Hurler severe to Shea less severe. But they all have corneal pacification and retinopathy, as are most the polysaccharidoses, except for one, St. Felipe, right. which we'll cover after Hunters. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's uh, quickly mention or at least wrap this up for MPS type one. Now we've talked about Hurler Shea and Hurler Dash Shea, and uh, those three constitute the three iterations of mucopolysaccharidosis type one, all of which have a defect in the same enzyme alpha L iduronidase. Now in mucopolysaccharidosis type two, which really just consists of hunters. That defect is in also like an IDU-type enzyme, but it's iduronidate 2-sulfatase. Ben, what's the inheritance pattern of hunters? The hunters front with a crossbow and a cross is an X, so they're X-linked recessive. Jazz hands. Ja- right. Okay, yeah. audio jazz hands. I'll insert a thing. <laughs> I probably won't insert a thing no. <laughs> to, to, to represent that. So, what is Hunter like for the eye, Ben? It's like, it's not, I mean, they, they all have corneal opacity. But this one is actually a little better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Hunter's... Hunter's is better. Hunter's corneal clouding isn't as bad as type 1. So Hurler and Shea will have worse corneal clouding than Hunter. They do have corneal opacities, but they don't present early in life. Um, they do get worse later, but in milder cases, they might just start later and never get as bad right. so you can remember that hunters again are clear-eyed hunters so uh technically not true because they do have cordial opacities but relatively clear-eyed compared to hurlers and right. shays right so you can even maybe think of this as even less severe yeah. um they, they can also get pigmentary retinopathy but also less severe as well yeah you know but if you met a patient with hunters, you would remember them more than you might having met someone with Shea. Because again, in Shea, people can have totally normal intelligence, lifespan, height, and everything. But in hunters, uh, it's actually the systemic problems are very similar to hurlers, just not as bad as hurlers there, too. Um, it's common for them to have deafness. It's common for them to have heart problems and very common for them to have seizures also. Uh, but going back real quick, one unique ocular, uh, manifestation of hunters is they can be exophthalmic actually also. So, you know, we've been talking about corneal clouding, retinal pigment, retinal pigmentations. Uh, we mentioned glaucoma for Hurler and Shea for hunters. They can be exophthalmic. And I remember that as their eyes are like telescoping out to zoom in on their hunted prey or something, but that might be a little too ridiculous. I don't know. No, it's, that's okay. We'll allow that. We'll allow that. Okay. And then should we hit the last one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. San Filippos. Um, 
San Filippo is technically the only one of the mucopolysaccharidosis type three uh, problem diseases. There is no specific enzymatic defect. So even if you look up that giant table in like the Peds book or the uh, Retina book or the Cornea book, it doesn't really list out what their enzymatic deficiency is. It just says there are multiple versions. So I think you're safe with the I do thing. Let's. I do. I do agree. As you mentioned before, Sinfilippos does not affect that dermatine sulfate, which is in the cornea. So they, you know, will rarely have any kind of corneal opacity. They can still, because heparin sulfate is still affected, they can still have, you know, moderate to severe pigmentary retinopathy. Okay, I'm going to regret this, but credit to Dr. Seth Meskin, who taught us this. To help, if it helps you to remember which two mucopolysaccharidoses have pretty clear corneas. You can remember that you're like hunting, so hunter doesn't, hunting flipper, like the dolphin. To do so, you have to have very clear eyesight. So in, in this cornea, mnemonic, flipper also has clear corneas, yeah, apparently. Yeah, flipper, San Filippo, make it work. I, I mean, I don't... <laughs> This mnemonic, it pairs the two in an oppositional dynamic, and you'd think that they were on different sides of the corneal clouding thing. Never mind. Perhaps Flipper <laughs> can be the hunter here. Perhaps we can empower our lowly dolphin. Did you know Flipper died? Was it because he had severe behavioral and neurologic problems? No, he was a he was a trained dolphin. Oh, oh, that's the <laughs> systemic manifestation of San Filippos. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so... As although they can have relatively clear corneas, and despite their retinas still being on the fritz, the systemic problems of San Filippo are maybe the more, um, I don't know, characteristic here. They don't have problems with cardiac issues. They don't have problems with, you know, seizures or stuff too much. Really, what's written is that they have a lot of behavioral and learning difficulties. So if you have a patient who's just maybe a child who's acting out all the time and not doing as well in school and also has pigmentary retinopathy, maybe you have to think of San Filippo. That could be an oversimplification. Not really met anybody with it. <laughs> right, right. And that's it. I mean, those are those are the yeah. polysaccharidosis we need to know about. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, this wasn't as painful of an episode as you may have anticipated, and that's the purpose of these metabolic disorder uh, reviews that we wanted to go over. It's a lot, they just, test questions will throw out all these different syndromes at you and diseases, and they'll mix and match them. They'll take one from the mucopolysaccharidosis, they'll take one from the sphingolipidosis, they'll take one from like, I don't know, some other defect thing, and you'll just get very confused. So, this is the five mucopolysaccharidoses. They're, they definitely have some things in common with the corneal clouding and the pigmentary retinopathy. They've got similar sounding enzymatic problems with iduronidase deficiencies. And then the rest is just little subtle changes between them. And, you know, the order we talked about them is sort of the order of worst to best. You know, from not, an eye standpoint. From an eye standpoint, sure, yeah. yeah. That's not a strict thing, but to do you mind if I hit this with a quick review? You already yeah. did half of it. I'll do the second half. So sure. So to to finish, we talked about four diseases, hurlers, shays, and there's a combo hurler dash shay, hunters, and San Filippos. 
where Hurler is probably the worst. Remember, Hurler wants, wants to make you hurl. And, you know, it kind of gets better from there where Shea has some corneal changes later in life. They all have pigmentary retinopathy. Um, the Hunters in San Filippo don't have significant corneal problems, so they can. And those are the four you need to know. Go forth and conquer, my friends. So, um, so yeah, if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter at Eyes4Ears with the number four. And we also have our website, Eyes4Ears.com with the number four. If you'd like to support the podcast, a like or review on iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, is very helpful. We will be back next week with uh, Sphingo... How do you say it? Sphingolipidosis. We'll practice before that episode. Sphingo Sphingo... Yeah, okay. Till then, (laughs) bye! Bye.